Trading Nut, episode 142. Walk according to your pace and be in competition only with yourself. Your goal, your principal goal as a trader is for you to become better than you were yesterday, not for you to become better than one guru on Instagram or on Telegram. The market's going to do something. Your job is not to fight it. The market never, ever runs away. It's always there. That personal diary of trading will make you a much better trader than I could be right about the direction but wrong about the trade don't focus on the monetary side trying to make too much money on a trade is what I have seen killed every trader your losses offer you some of the greatest insight you can find into your mistakes relax learn the process candlestick pattern training is a freaking trap don't be in a rush to become a millionaire let the market tell you what the market wants to tell you this podcast is not financial trading or investing advice of any kind what's up traders welcome to another installment of the Trading Up Podcast. I'm your host, Cam Hawkins, and today we've got Josh, a funder trader from Cameroon, who came to fame, you probably won't know him, he came to fame in my Trading Nut Telegram chat room where my moderators were like, hey, you got to get this guy on the show. He's doing some amazing stuff from his trading point of view, and then we've seen him consistently post uh, really good setups that are well thought out. So decided to get Josh on. And what do you know? The guy's got a great story to tell. In fact, I was blown away by the interview that you're about to hear and then the chart breakdown that he did after the show as well. So that's over there on the YouTube channel. If you're over there on YouTube, that's coming up. So stay tuned for that. Uh, So he talks about something, well, he uses a method called BTMM. Never heard about it before, but you're going to find out all about that in the show. If you already know what it what it is, then you might also be interested to know that this he has a bit of ICT thrown in there as well. So Michael Huddleston, ICT, he's been on the show before, I think it was episode 40. Um, so yeah, there's a bit of that thrown in there as well. So this is quite a comprehensive interview and then a video afterwards. So please guys, you've got to go and check this stuff out. It's fantastic trader education, whatever stage you're in. Now, uh, talking about trader education, I do have a robot building course where you don't have to do any coding. So I just want to let you know about that. The doors will be closing on that soon to new members. If you do want to come on board, I've actually created a a robot this month that you'll get your hands on, which is all based around the Fibonacci retracement tool. So this was something that somebody sent me saying, hey, have you got any robots based on that? And I was like, in fact, I haven't. So what I did was I've built one, the entry, the exit, the stop, everything is using that Fibonacci retracement tool. And you'll find a few interesting things out in a video I'm going to release on the channel soon. So please stay tuned for that now. So it is there is no coding required. In fact, you can do my free training over there on tradingnut.com and find out how I do everything. Thing over there on the Robot Builders Club. So guys, last but not least, before we go, I'm going to take my cap off here. If you're watching the YouTube video, you can see here that I've just put on my new Trading Nut merch, which arrived last week. So this is the cap that I like the most. In fact, the FlexiFit one, I do prefer over and above the uh, the trucker cap, which is here. In fact, it probably fits over my FlexiFit one. It just doesn't I don't like the trucker cap for whatever reason. It's just, it doesn't fit on my head very well. But um, guys, if you do want to pick one up, then they are under the video here or over there on tradingnut.com. All right, without further ado, let's get on with the interview with Josh. 
Hey folks, my sponsors, City Traders Imperium, have just launched some amazing changes to their funded trader program you got to check out. You can now skip the whole evaluation, trade gold as well as Forex, plus they've increased the drawdown you're allowed in both the evaluation and when funded. With C2A, it's even faster and easier to reach up to $4 million in funding with a 50-70% to 70% profit share. Click the link in the description to find out what else has changed. Alright folks, here we are in Trading Up. We've got Josh here from Cameroon. Welcome to the show, Josh. Thank you, Cam. Thank you. So excited and happy to be on the show. Well, look, uh, you're an active member in the Trading Nut chat room, and that's part of the reason we got you on. You're also a funded trader, and, uh, and some of the guys who, who monitor the chat have said, hey, look, this guy's doing some really good stuff, so you should get him on the show and interview him. So that's that's why we've got you on here. And the first thing I want to start off the show with is, and this is probably for, for guys in different parts of the world, um, so you, you went without electricity, because we tried to do this before, you went without electricity for, was about three days. I'm yeah, just, three I'm, days. I want to know, like, I mean, our electricity here, you know, Touchwood's pretty stable. We do get the odd power cut, but I mean, it's maybe once a year, or once every two years. What's yeah. it like to go without it for three days? And how do you Man, how do you deal with that as a trader? It's, it's really frustrating. Uh, I, I must be honest, it's really frustrating because, you know, at times it just goes off and worst of all, just imagine that your appliances, that's to say your, your laptops and the rest are not charged and you just have to, I mean, like you have running trades. How do you go about that? You're frustrated and at times you get to lost, uh, you, you lose a lot of money just because of that. And probably if, if you just enter the setup without any stop loss, that's the worst. That's really, really the worst. So, it's a frustrating situation, uh, but, you know, when you experience this once, twice, or even thrice, it becomes like uh, something you get used to. So you just have to put some precautions all together so that anytime it occurs, you don't uh, really, really get penalized for it. Cool, cool. And, and have you got any sort of long-term plans to try and overcome it? Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, <laughs> one of my long-term plans is actually moving from this place <laughs> because you it just comes. At times, they do not really announce it, and it just comes that way. You know, at times, it's like um, a thunderstorm or lightning, uh, a, a storm that actually breaks down some technical stuffs, and it probably can take like two days, three days, like what just happened, as you noticed. And... So that's it. For long-term plan, I'm planning to move out of here. Uh, Short-term plan, I think I'll try to get a solar system, which is going to enable me power my uh, devices and keep trading even when there is uh, power uh, shortages. Cool, cool, awesome. Um, right, so let's jump into the show here now. Josh, do you want to start off by letting us know sort of your trading journey from how you got started to where you are now? All right. So uh, actually, I started trading uh, four years ago. So it's like four year plus now um, in my trading journey. And uh, it's not really been easy. And how I got here is it's really, really amazing because I learned about trading from a WhatsApp group. OK, so I had this friend who just like in added me to a WhatsApp group, and I'm like, what's this all about? So he said, it's Forex. I'm like, what's Forex? <laughs> so it's like, oh, the trade uh, currencies, stuff like that. I'm like, are you for real? He said, yeah, this is what banks do and stuff like that. So okay. Um, I'd like to have uh, to know more about it. And that's where we, I, I all started. That's where the journey all began. 
started learning the basics like uh, what's a PEEP, um, you know, just the uh, fundamentals in the industry. And that's how I started gaining um, some interest in it. And I'm like, okay, I think I can, I can really do, make something out of this. And that's how I got started. And and what age were you at that stage? Um, I was uh, I was twenty three. Twenty three. Okay, cool. And so, so were you working a job, or was this like, how did you find the time to do the anal- uh, do do all the education? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like when I learned about forex, I um, like two years previous to that, I I had finished my uh, university. So um, I had a job, and uh, as a matter of fact, I was working for an uh, agricultural company, and I was a branch manager there. So um, actually, I was a branch manager in uh, Yawunde City, which is the capital city of Cameroon. So I was the branch manager there. I was heading there, and I was doing pretty fine financially. So um, it was really a shock to most people when I said, okay, I'm quitting my job and I'm focusing on Forex. They're like, you're crazy. You're never going to make it. (laughs) But here am I today. Hey, just jumping in here with a message from my sponsor, Sage Strategies. Do you want to trade gold and crypto like the institutions? Well, now you can. And it's free for 14 days with Sage Strategies, fully automated trading strategies. Check out their live track records for 25 unique strategies. Plus, they'll host everything for you, which is perfect for beginners and advanced traders or investors. Simply sign up for their 14-day free trial at sagestrategies.io and experience it for yourself. Yeah, oh, that is crazy. So, so at at the point that you just you know you said, "Hey, look, I'm gonna, I'm going to quit my job." I mean, what was what was the, what were you seeing in your your uh, accounts, and how did you get from? You know, did you have any struggle across that time to get to the point where you were like happy to quit your job, or was it like, "Damn, I'm going to quit and put everything into this, and uh, if it fails, then I'll just get another job again." Well, actually, when I was quitting. There was there wasn't no plan B, all right. Because when I want to do something, I go in full force. So I had um, really some good savings I had kept aside during the, the the years I was working as a branch manager and stuff like that. So financially, I was stable and I was really doing good. So I had some money aside, which I funded an account. Obviously, you know the story, blow it up. <laughs> but that wasn't like uh, all of my savings. So I had to uh, spend some time more into studies. I studied, uh, backtested a lot. And then I came back, funded another account. Uh, this time it stayed a little bit longer, but it still blew it up. <laughs> so it, 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 was, it wasn't really easy. So I had to get someone who mentored me along the way. And I was paying really, really expensive on a monthly basis for mentorship. So it wasn't kind of easy, but uh, I got through it. And so, so how did you how did you source your mentor? Well, um, the first mentor I ever had was um, uh, I was introduced to this guy still in the WhatsApp group. I was I I entered right in my early stages. So this is where I found this guy and. Um, he was charging me like uh, 50,000 uh, French CFA. That is in my uh, local currency, right? So 50,000 French CFA, it's about um, $100, $120 monthly. So that was what I was paying him. And uh, he, was taking, he was teaching me, but everything he was teaching me was kind of retail stops, you know, support resistance, trend line, which I tried out. I got lucky sometimes. Most of the times I got wrong. And... <laughs> That was it. That was it. So it got to a point I said, I, I can't keep paying. 
and I had to quit <laughs> and just decided to do the study myself. And and so you, so you had the fun, basic fundamentals. I mean, what what sort of extra study did you go down the route of of uh, trying to understand? And, and did anything sort of highlight for you, like, oh man, this is this is what I've been missing? Yeah. Okay. So actually, when I left, um, the first guy who was mentoring me, I met another guy um, um, online uh, that was on Telegram who introduced me to um, uh, a strategy of trading. I, I don't know if you're familiar with it, uh, BTMM, which is Be the Market Maker. Uh, I have heard of uh, BTMM. Say it uh, again. By what does BTMM. it stand for? BTMM. Beat the market maker. Beat strategy. the market maker. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I vaguely recall hearing something about that. Yeah, go on. Uh huh. So that's where I started learning that uh, strategy. You know, using all these um, um moving averages and equally um, RSI. You know, try to spot divergence on the charts. So I tried that for some time, and actually, it it really did click something in me, and it was like. I became a little bit consistent with this, right? So, but I still had that crave for more. And I, I felt like there was something still lacking. So that's how I kept on pushing, you know, trying to look for what's really uh, are lacking in me. And uh, that's how I came across um, the ICT style of trading by uh, uh, Michael Johodison. So that was it. And I said that was my final boss stop. And that's what I used to trade up to date. Okay, cool. And so, uh, the, going back to the the, the BTMM, so what, when you were like testing it out and trying sort of to work out, is this thing for me? Am I, you, know, you said you had some sort of moderate success with it. I mean, what sort of things were you doing? Yeah. Were you just live trading it or demo or something else? Well, I started by um, demo trading it, you know, like for about two months. And uh, the results were pretty good compared to what I was formerly doing with all the support resistance and trend line stuff. So I kind of took it to the live trading. And with live trading, I was able to actually do some good trades and actually flip some some accounts with it, you know, double it and at times triple the accounts. So it was it was really working out for me. But um just like I said, it it, it still lacked something. I, I could I could just feel there was still something lacking in, in, in my way of trading because I wasn't really comfortable using indicators and uh, moving averages and all those stuff. So, because I like trading on a clean chart. So with all of that, my charts were really messy. So I just had to look for something better. And being sort of, being full-time, you know, you left your job and stuff. Were you doing like back testing before you dived into a demo account and double checking that these, you know, what you've been taught was, was actually going to work? Well, actually, um, that wasn't the case. That wasn't the case. And that was a big mistake I did. Because when I quitted my job and uh, I had uh, this first guy who was kind of mentoring me, uh, I right away went in and funded an account of $1,000, which was the first account I ever blew. And it was really a painful experience. So that taught me that I needed to dedicate time to studies. And that's when I went back to studies and demo trading. And so when you were demo trading, what time frame were you trading on just to, and what I'm trying to paint a picture here of is how much um, did you drill this into your mind? Like, so if you, if you only see a setup, you know, five times, then it's probably not enough for you to really understand it. So I'm sort of trying to work out what time frame were you, were you in to go, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I, I sort of 
feel that I've got confidence in this? Well, um, when I started, I was more of um, the swing trader, but there was this thing in me. I didn't have the patience of looking at charts, you know, and holding trades for so long. So I was more familiar with the um, daily and the H4 time frame. Okay, when I right. started. Okay, so, so all right. So how many trades on your demo account were you were you churning through in a week, for example? Well, let's say already on average, um, on a daily basis, when I was still starting, it was like eight trades a day. So in a week, you can do the math. Yeah, it's really okay, a so lot yeah. of trades. <laughs> okay, so, so you're getting a fair amount of uh, trades under your belt to, to get some confidence on it. Okay, so you move from yeah. BTMM to... Yeah. Um, I mean, can can you sort of explain that a little bit more in terms of like some of the things that it was teaching you that particular strategy? So it had RSI, it had moving averages. What else did it have to sort of like give you uh, an edge in the markets more from a, I suppose, from a price price action point of view and anything else added in with that? Okay, okay. So what I actually did learn with the BTMM, it was, um, first of all, understanding the narratives behind the chat. And not just um, technical analysis and saying, okay, we are bearish, we're bullish and stuff like that. So with the BTM uh, method, I could really understand what was going on and who I was trading against. That was to say, that's to say the banks, right? So it gave me that urge of understanding the underlying narrative behind what's going on in the chat. And uh, that really helped me a lot. And that complemented my next level of uh, trading with uh, the ICT method. So it was really a plus for me. And uh, with the moving averages, you know, uh, there, there was this stuff of when it crosses this above these and other stuff. So the moving averages gave me like a hint on understanding, you know, uh, support and resistance without actually having to draw our support and resistance zones or lines. Cool. And yeah. and so if you could, could you give us like one thing that you, you understood around the narrative of the banks for the guys listening? So if you had to share sort of one thing that you can share, what, what would what would that be? Well, okay. So what first of all hit me when I was introduced to the BTM method was that um, uh, uh, the guy himself, that's the author of the strategy, so to say, um, spoke about um, the, the the terminal which the the dealers or the the banks used to trade, which uh, is kind of different from that of the Meta Trader Four or Five you and I uses, and uh, he showed some uh, 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 some price charts or figures and how they could easily reprice the market in just a click. So that really was mind-blowing to me. I'm like, what's been happening all this while? So it was really mind-opening to me and understanding that there is somebody at the other end of the chat who can decide, <laughs> I mean, you know, just basically change everything about market in an instant was crazy. It was like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> so so that was really one of the things that really marked me uh, when I was studying uh, or trading using that method. Yeah, that's interesting. I did see uh, through just randomness uh, a screenshot of what the banks are actually trading with, just like literally, may have even been last week or the week before, and uh, and I was like, oh, it's not nothing to do with got nothing to do with price charts at all. There's no chart whatsoever. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> I've worked for a bank, so I should have 
should have known. Um, although it was many years ago. Now uh, let's jump into a bit more of the details. So you you uh, you went to ICT. Uh, yep. How did how did that sort of if you had to sort of like uh, I suppose rank BTMM versus ICT in terms of like the the levels of sophistication? I mean, how did how did ICT pan out for you? Man, if if I had to put that on the scale, um, I, I, I do not really mean to downgrade our BTM. It's a wonderful strategy, and I still have some uh, guys um, from my early days who are still using that, and they're doing extremely well. But when it comes to me on a personal level, um, trying to rate BTM and ICT, truly, there is no match. There reason and a match, because ICT is like, high up there and BTM is somewhere down here. Right. Okay. Yeah. So exactly, exactly. I'm talking on a personal level. You can be, the, there might be somebody out there that's using BTM and is doing perfectly fine and that's perfectly okay. All right. But I'm just talking about me. And so, uh, so how did things progress? So once you started on the ICT route and you moved forward along that route, I mean, when did you start to see changes? Was it immediately or way down the track? All right, so now one of the things about ICT is um, um, ICT is so much um, information, so much value that most of times um, traders who have tried it before get confused because they are not able to filter out what they really need and what probably they do not need because there's a lot of value, there's a lot of information which can be, you can make use of, but you do not actually need all of that information right? So you do not actually need all of that value, but the problem is most people are trying to use all of it. And so they, they, they tend to say it's difficult to master, but that's not the case. You just need like two or three concepts and you master it. That's all you need. That's all you need. So when I was actually doing the transition from BTM to ICT, um, it wasn't easy because there was a lot of information and I, my mind just kept on. I mean, I was amazed at every new discovery I had. I mean, like understanding the charts, being able to see these things repeat themselves over and over again, right? So I had to do a lot of studies. I didn't just go into um, live trading using ICT immediately. I did a lot of back testing and uh, a lot of studies, you know, like going through ICT materials, like at least eight hours to 10 hours of video per day. And um back testing of uh, uh, averagely eight hours on the chart so it was a lot of lot and a lot of studies until i could master it i mean like i have um an upper hand on most if not everything he teaches but i do not use everything to trade that's that's where um my success comes from because i filter out and i know this better works for me and i better understand this concept so i'm going to stick to this and that's what i use Cool. And um, so how does your trading look now? Like in terms of, oh, sorry, actually, let's, let's jump back a little bit further. Um, when you when you did transitions into the live trading with, with the ICT methods, yep. did you keep any of the BTMM? Yes, I did. And how did your trading change when you moved straight to, well, when you started live trading that? Well, actually, this is what happened. When I was learning ICT, and uh, by the time I actually completely did the transition, I still kept some of uh, the BTM um, knowledge I had because ICT brought a whole level of uh, 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 mind opening or eye opening to the chat because now fusing that with the BTM, it was it was unrivaled. 
okay because now when i was looking at the chart using the btm and looking at all the supports and resistance stops and ict coming in explaining and making me understand why certain levels did not hold which i was using in the btm it was really game changing and from the early stages it was a fusion of ict and btm and it was really good it was perfectly good because ICT brings into the knowledge or uh, brings into the picture the knowledge of other blocks of liquidities and other stuffs that really really help with uh, the BTM which has to do with counting of levels level one level two level three and stuffs like that so it was really mind-blowing but I just decided a good day and I said okay I'm just letting go of BTM and I'm focusing on ICT not because BTM isn't good but just because I made a choice Cool, and uh, mm-hmm. and so how did how did your actual trading progress once you started live on ICT? Well, it was really, really, really good. I became really consistent, and I was able to call out levels in the market or trades. Like I, c- I was able to forecast with accuracy, like um, two to three moves in the market before it actually takes place. Like I, I, I was able to say, okay, the market is going to rise from this point, And when it gets exactly to this point, we're going to see a pullback to this level. And from this level, we're going to go to this level. So it, it, my, my chart became something um, you don't see out there every day, wherein you see someone call out two to three moves in the market before it takes place. And the market actually does respect those levels. So it was, it was really um, the beginning of my success and uh, that's what um, made me known on several uh, Telegram channels and stuff like that. Cool. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, it does remind me of a, a guy I had on the show uh, doing one of the challenges, one of the backtest challenges. Uh, I think his name was Gerard. And he he was when he was drawing up the charts, he actually, and he was ICT, I believe. He would do like one, two, three, sort of try, yeah. you know, angle like this is where it should go up, down. Up down exactly, up. and I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. And he would he in the first challenge he got it right, probably four times out of five. I don't think he won wow. every trade, but he definitely got the moves right. Like it moved there, and then so so he, it's, it's something to be said with that. Now, um, what does your what does your trading look like today from a, a statistical point of view? I mean, how many trades are you, are you running? Uh, sorry, are you entering a week? Well, um, I, actually, um. I'm the aggressive type of trader, you know, and uh, I mostly trade the Forex uh, currency pairs and I don't trade uh, um, exotics, all right? So I stick to the majors and the crosses. So in the morning, I open the chat, I just scan through the pairs and whatever is good, I keep that on my watch list and that's what I'm going to be looking at. So I don't really say I'm going to limit myself to two trades or three trades or stuff like that. No. So to me, it's, if I see a good opportunity and I think it's actually something I can exploit, then I go for it. So how does so when it when you like in a typical week? I mean, how many trades do you mm-hmm. reckon you take on average? Well, on average, I'm gonna say uh, ten to fifteen. Okay, it's quite quite because, a big yeah. number. And how many of those would you win? Well, most of the times, um, let's say out of ten, I'm gonna get like seven. Seven out of ten, and and risk yeah. to reward on those. Yeah, my risk to reward, my average risk to reward per trade um, on what I consider a good setup is uh, on average one is to five. 
One to five. Okay, so that's yep. that's a pretty that's a pretty some pretty good stats there. One to five uh, risk to reward on average on average. On average. And so, what's this? What's the sort of low 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 end of that? Come again. What's the low end of that? So, if like if, it, if the average is five, what would be a low risk to reward for you? Assuming you're... a low risk to reward to me is uh, one to three. Okay, so if, so if you're not getting one to five, you're getting one to three. And what's the high? Yeah. What's the high? Oh. For you? The high for me is uh, usually one to ten. One to ten. Wow. Yeah. Um, awesome. Awesome. So, uh, what about the trade duration? So, you ten to fifteen trades a week on average. How long are these trades mm-hmm. in the market for? Okay. So, just like I said earlier on, I do not have the patience of holding trades really, really long. So, I am more of a uh, intraday and uh, on day trading. That's what I do. So, on average, I hold trades like for six to uh six to eight hours maximum and and how how big are your stop losses on these just from a pip point of view on average okay from, a, it's all always gonna be from a pip point of view um my stops are kind of uh generally tight from what others have told me um i might not consider them tight but others have said my stop loss are pretty uh tight so on average it uh a 10 to 15 uh pips stop loss at times i can get 20 depending on the uh, setup. Cool. But those and, are very rare cases. And are you entering these on a market order or a limit or stop order? Uh, well, they, I, I mostly utilize um, uh, pending orders and market execution. I, I'm not familiar. I'm not too good at using uh, uh, buy stops or sell stops, but I'm good at using buy limits, sell limits, and market executions. And, and would you have a preference on one of those over the other? Like, when, when would you choose a market execution over a limit order? Well, if I'm looking at the chart and uh, the market is presenting everything I need, because most of the times I wait for the market to do or um, give me more data or information if it truly is going to trade to my direction or to the uh, uh, intended direction I want to see it trade to. So most of the times I get to use limit orders than market executions. Interesting. So someone actually said in one of the comments I was reading on the YouTube channel that like, this is a stupid question. And <laughs> it's actually not a stupid question. If you know what, if you know enough, it's actually a very good question. Um, so exactly. if you think it's a stupid question, you might want to have a look into it. Uh, right. So uh, we've got the pairs, we've got that, we've got risk to reward, awesome stuff. What? So timeframes to enter, what timeframes are you looking to enter? All right. So um, typically, I I start uh, my analysis from a daily time frame, and uh, I go down to H four. But what I use for entry is um, M five, oh, cool. and that's what gives me the good, uh, a very tight um, stop loss. And uh, what does your typical trading day look like? Well, on a typical day, what I do is wake up from bed and uh, you know uh, quickly brush up. I do my morning devotion because I'm a Christian and uh, I pray to God, you know, committing my day. And uh, from there, I do exercise for 30 minutes and get some breakfast at about 7.30 because um, 7.30 a.m. my time because I'm actually fortunate to be under um, the London time. Uh, Yeah, so it really gives me the opportunity to catch both sessions. So um, at about 7.30, I do scan through the chat, um, you know, try to get uh, opportunities. And when I do, I wait for London Open and then 
that's me. I've started trading for the day. And so you just trade through the whole day or do you have breaks? Well, uh, most of the times I kind of trade from London into New York. Uh, but I've noticed that the market turns out to be slow uh, uh, at about uh, 11. So I usually take like a one hour break from there and I come back like an hour prior to New York session to see what the market has given and uh, to see if I can make use of any uh, trade. Cool. And and what yeah. do you think made you different from the average mum or dad trader out there? Do you think you had any special traits? Uh, I, I sort of haven't got this from your, your first part of the show, so I'm interested to hear what your, what your sort of, what your view is here. Well, uh, what I'm going to say is, uh, it might sound a little bit, uh, should I say controversial? Uh, probably uh, not related to trading, but I think um, one of my greatest trade, uh, uh, one of my greatest strengths comes from the fact that I know I'm not perfect, all right? And, uh, and I, I equally do believe in a higher power than me, which is God. So that's one of the reasons why I always commit my days or the beginning of my trading day in the hands of God. I'm like, on my own, I can't do this. So just help me. So I actually seek for divine help. And to me, that has been something which uh, has really worked out for a long time. And I had to implement that even on my Telegram channel, putting out uh, devotions, morning devotions on my Telegram channel, stuff like that to edify people because it's something which is working out for me. And I don't know if uh, there's someone out there that doesn't believe in God, good and fine for you, but I believe and it works for me. All right. So to me, that's one of my greatest strengths. The second is that I study a lot. All right. I give a lot of time to studying and journaling. So, so to me, you 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 can you can become uh, part of the uh, elite if you do not take studies or backtesting serious. So that's one of that's been one of my greatest strengths too. Remember, I said earlier on that uh, I formerly uh, backtest like eight hours and you know watch videos for about 10 hours so that's that's just me and so so can you explain how you do your back testing <clears throat> all right so now my back testing i actually do that every uh weekend let's say uh saturdays and sundays so um i just go through the chat and i can go like a week or a month for, uh, back uh, uh in the chat and i try to see if if this was a live uh, trade or if this was a live market, how am I going to approach it, all right? And I, I don't try to cheat myself. So I just get in the market, do my analysis, and if it plays out, I'm like, okay, then that was a good trade. And if it doesn't work out, I'm like, what was I missing? And I try to rewind and see why that trade didn't work out, and that adds to my journaling, and that's how I get better because you only get better by making mistakes. You, you can't avoid mistakes. So that's how you get better. You make The more mistakes you make, the better you become. And how do you do your journaling? Okay. Now, at the level of the journaling, um, it's rather unfortunate because uh, the, the webcam is facing me. I have lots of stuff in front of me um, in the form of uh, um, price uh, patterns, which I've seen repeatedly in the marketplace, all right? So when I'm, when I'm backtesting, the more you do backtesting, the more your eyes begin to catch out some certain price patterns that repeat itself. 
So when I see those things, I'm like, okay, I'm going to draw them down. When I draw them down, I keep observing as I'm going on. If I see it again the second time, I'm like, this therefore calls for attention, right? So I put it down in my journal and uh, I just keep doing that. I keep doing that. And after which I take some time and I try to refine those patterns and try to make them as precise or accurate as I can. That's how I, I actually do journal. And each time I make a wrong move or a, a trade that doesn't work out, I just write it down on my journal. And during the weekends, I go back to that setup and I'm trying to get what I missed. And and so you're physically writing it down in an actual hand written journal versus a, a so that's it. versus a uh, a computer sort of um, online journal. Oh, we lost you. Hello, I'm moving. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. Oh, what oh, happened? You're back again. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, let's carry on. So, are you physically writing that out in a handwritten journal? Yeah. As a matter of fact, that's my journal. How many pages is that? Looks huge. This is actually 300, 300 uh, pages, this. But this is actually the second one. The first one is about uh, 500 or 400. It's already full. Would you be able to just flick through a couple of pages for us? Like, I mean, people probably won't be able to make it out very clearly, but... Okay, just, just hold on. Let me get the other one. All right, so this is, this is the very first journal I had. And uh, I actually had some stuffs written all over. So I just decided last year to just kind of put everything here. As you can see, it's written 20 or 19, stuff like that. So this is one of the very first journals I had. And uh, if I should go through these. Guys, if you're listening to the podcast, you obviously can't see this, but if you jump onto the uh, YouTube and you'll be able to see, uh, it's quite glary actually. I kind of, it just looks like a white page. Here we okay. go. Focus then. Okay, cool. Right. So you can yeah. see his, pro- so, his chart patterns there on the on the screen. Yeah. So um, this ones were at the early stages, but now when I flip through and uh, when I was becoming more consistent, you can you can have stuffs like this. Okay. Now this is stuffs or these are extracts from the BTM, as you can see. Right. Okay. Cool. Oh, yeah, B, yeah, okay, you've you beat. You can see that. Down there. Yep. Yep. Beat the yep. market. So makers. Yeah. Yeah. Beat the market maker stuffs like that. So this was uh, when I was still studying these. And uh, after which, you can see the are lots of patterns there. I don't know if it's visible on it's your quite, side. It's quite glary. It looks white. If you bring it closer, we can we can see it. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. so you're actually so, writing a lot of information around these. And and how do you do? You go exactly. back and, uh, and read what you've written? Or is it just more of a case of if I write it down, it's going to sink into my brain? Well, now there is equally that case of if I write it down, it's going to sink more. But I actually take out time to go back through these notes because uh, that's part of my back testing, right? Because you can't remember everything that actually uh, you saw on the chat during the week. So like I said earlier on, some of those patterns I see, 
uh, during the week, probably on a live session or on a live chat. I don't have that luxury of time uh, putting the markets on a pulse and trying to uh, study that. So I just draw it down. I write whatever information I've received from that. And during the weekend, I'm, I'm back testing. I go back to the notes. And that's how I get uh, 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 better. And you can see now, this, these are some of the setups I use uh, for the ICT. Now, these are some of my typical setups. Awesome. Right? Yeah. Yep. So you can see everything is journaled down here. Everything. So as you can see, you have stuff like these at this level, ICT directional bias, stuff like that. There's just a whole lot of information here. Cool. So guys, if you if you are listening to this as a podcast, then head over there to the YouTube and you'll see uh, Josh mm-hmm. walking through his journal and flicking through and seeing actual charts on there, which is awesome. Um, now, yeah. What do you recommend for a retail trader trader working a day job like you were doing? Uh, how mm-hmm. would you get them on the road to growing an account? Well, with all honesty, it's difficult growing an account as um, a regular job worker because you're going to miss out on a lot when it comes to life markets, right? And uh, usually you don't have that luxury of analyzing uh, the charts, probably because you're at your office and stuff like that. So what I would recommend for anyone who who truly wants to grow an account gradually and con- and uh, consistently is um, let him look out there for a good trader. Let him monitor the trader, or if he knows of a trader who he has monitored for some some long periods of time, why not copy his trade and just make passive income from it, right? So that 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 will permit you to focus on your job and at the same time you end it side income because you can do both at the same time. You won't be efficient. That's that's just the, the the sincerity in it. And that's one of the main reasons why I personally quit my job. Because I was trying to do both at the same time, but it wasn't going. And, and so, I mean, at that point you quit your job. You weren't profitable, were you? You were just a struggling trader. Yeah, I was yeah. struggling. Mm-hmm. So that's a it's huge commitment. And I know, like, you know, as a 23-year-old, it's probably not as was definitely not as hard as if somebody's, you know, supporting a family or, you know, yeah. they've got kids and all that sort of stuff. So so there is that that That's element right. to it. Um, now, what about thinking about a price chart? So if you had to recommend a novice or intermediate trader spend the next month or so mastering something on a price chart or a few things, mm-hmm. what would they be? Well, now, if I am to list out three things that every novice trader should master, and um, these three things are actually what constitutes the core of my trading strategy or, or of the way I trade, right? The very first thing is you need to master the trend or the market structure. Some call it trend, some call it market structure, right? Like the directional bias of the chart. You need to master the market structure because to me, um, market structure is the foundation, is the base of any strategy out there. Call it retail, call it supply and demand, call it, um, how do I call it, uh, institutional, whatever you want to call it. If, if your knowledge of market structure is messed up, you're not going to go far in this journey. All right. So to me, the very first thing, you have to master the market structure, which has to do with uh, the direction or the trend and stuff like that. And uh, the second thing you have to master in, in trading, in my opinion, is understand where liquidity is resting in the marketplace, all right? 
So when we talk of, of liquidity, if I'm to put it in a layman's language, if you're just getting started into trading, uh, when, I, when I talk of liquidity, I'm just talking of understanding where money re- is resting in the marketplace. Where are the zones or the areas where there is a whole lot of money resting in the marketplace? So understanding liquidity, you can do some research on that, what's liquidity all about. And uh, once you've mastered your market structure, you've understood where liquidity is resting in the marketplace. The third thing I would advise every new trader to learn is for them to understand points of interest. When I talk about points of interest, I'm talking about zones or areas or specific uh, price levels wherein you can have a market reaction. And that reaction can be a total reversal as well as it can be probably a might pullback, okay? So if you can combine these three things, then your trading is going to take another level. You understand the market structure, you understand areas of liquidity because the market is always going to gravitate to an area of liquidity wherein, uh, like I said, liquidity is simply where money is resting in the marketplace, okay? So the market is always going to gravitate to an area of liquidity and you need to understand that if the market gravitates to this area of liquidity, then at what point in that area is it going to react or are you going to have a reversal or pullback? So to me, these three things are the core for people out there to master. Awesome. Brilliant stuff. Now, um, before we get into the quick fire round, do you have any sort of mindset hacks or tricks that you could share with somebody out there who's like, you know, thinking, well, I need to get my mindset right, perhaps around discipline or patience or something along those lines? All right. Now, the the concept of mindset, in my opinion, is something that has been kind of, um, how should I say? It has, it has been made in such a way that it's more of like a copy and paste. And it, it's not really supposed to be so because um, most people are trying to copy what works out for others. In as much as that can give you a clue, you can't really make that yours, right? Because whatever I'm going to say or share with you is all about what works for me. And what goes in in here is not the same that goes in in whoever's head is listening to me, right? So to me, when it comes to psychology and mindset, the very first thing you need to do is understand yourself. It's not about trying to understand how the person talking to you does it, but understanding yourself, all right? You have to identify that this is my problem. If you know you're the you're, you're, you're probably the kind of trader that over leverage, you, you do not respect risk management, stuff like that, you first of all have to start by identifying what's your problem. Because if you don't know the problem, then you can't uh, think of a solution, right? So understanding yourself and understanding the problems you're facing uh, psychologically, because the truth is most people say they don't know, but the Truth is, let's be honest, <laughs> all right, Cam, let's be honest. You know the problem. You know what's what's wrong. You know what you're messing up. That's, that's, the, that's the fact, right? So once you know that, then you can listen to others. They're going to tell you how they overcame that. But at the end of the day, it's still for you to sit down and figure it out by yourself. Nobody's going to help you do that. So, but when it comes to trading, psychology, and stuff like that, I will always say, as a word of encouragement that I've noticed that in trading, only the persistent make it. Trading, trading as we have the habit of saying, it's not a get-rich-quick uh, scheme. And as such, it needs a lot of persistence and resilience, all right? The more, the more you make mistakes, like I said, you only become better by making a lot of mistakes. 
So, so, so don't be afraid of mistakes. Make those mistakes, but only make sure that in you making those mistakes, you're doing that on a demo account. Because if you're doing that on a live account, <laughs> you're going to suffer it, and, and that's not going to be a pleasant experience. So make the mistakes you have to make backtest, and that's the use of a demo account. So keep making as much mistakes as you can on the demo account. That's how you get better. And uh, be, be persistent, be resilient, don't give up. Awesome. I, lo- I love that. Yeah, just make it your own. It's got to be made your own. Uh, you're not going to necessarily find anything out from what my guests tell tell you on the show. <laughs> if you're watching future yeah. episodes, we'll discount that. Um, let's give them a chance to see it, share something. Now, um, I know you've you've uh, you're a funded trader, and uh, you obviously said you had some savings. I mean, how did you go about? This is we'll get we'll get to the sort of quick fire round in a second. But how did you get from mm-hmm. like you're leaving your job, you had your savings to getting funded, and are you like how you how did you manage your money? Okay, so now um, when it comes to my money management at that level, there is this book I read that really helped me when it came to my money uh, management. And that's a book I'm going to recommend to everybody out there. And uh, the title of this book is uh, The Richest Man in Babylon. Okay, so that's the title of the book. So that book is The Richest Man in Babylon. You can Google that. You don't really need to buy it on Amazon or Kindle or stuff like that. You can just Google it and you have it for free there. So that book actually helped me because um, it, it taught me a lot when it comes to saving and uh, partitioning my money, right? So it's not just about taking everything you earn and uh, putting it in a single account. You have to know how to partition that money, right? Like know that, okay, this money uh, uh, that's coming in um, from this investment or from this uh, other source of income is going to be used for trading, this order is going to be used probably for medical bills, and this order is going to be used probably for home bills. You understand? So that's how uh, I actually learned to position my money and made me um, not to go into really some deep financial crisis because there was that uh, discipline of uh, allocating what share of money goes to what area. Cool. Awesome. Well, quick fire around here. Uh, I'll skip through some of these questions because you've answered them already, but... How long did it take you to go from newbie to consistently profitable? Well, it actually took me uh, two plus years. What's your favorite entry setup? My favorite entry setup is uh, what I call the, uh, what ICT himself calls the total soup setup. I don't know if we can, there's a means, I can show my screen and try to demonstrate that, stuff we'll, like that. We'll have a look uh, in a, uh, we'll do it after the show. We'll put a okay. put a little YouTube video together. So, what's uh, what right. strategies do you use to exit or manage trades? Okay, the way I manage my trade is um, if I enter into a trade and I'm in profit, right? And uh, I always like to scale out my profit at um, previous lows or highs because those are basically uh, areas of liquidity. So, because most of the times. When price takes out an old low or an old high, it tends to give you a pullback, if not a total reversal. So I always like to scale out my profits at those levels. And when it comes to uh, um, my stop loss, like when the trade is going against me, generally my stop loss are very small. So I just let it, if it's against me, then I'm wrong and it hits me or it takes me out. And uh, let's say if, if it just took out a previous low or high in profit, I break even and I take out a certain portion depending on what the market is telling me. Uh, you've told us what book uh, you recommend, so I won't ask you that. I mean, what's your preferred broker or trading platform? 
um i've been using uh ic market for long and to me it's a very fantastic uh, broker when it comes to a uh, trading platform i'm more of the vintage type i like uh mt4 than mt5 you know it's true the meta trader 5 has um you know additional features and stuff like that but more of old school <laughs> i just stick to the meta trader for i love it <laughs> hey folks you ever wonder what broker i use well i use hanko trade it was a no-brainer because i was looking for a broker with good trading conditions and one that wouldn't restrict my leverage now by joining hanko trade i've also cut down my trading costs significantly with their super low commission of just one dollar per 100k you can learn more at hankotrade.com or just click the link i've put in the description yeah i mean i, I prefer yeah. metatrader 4 for trading and metatrader yeah. 5 i've actually migrated there for my back testing my robots and stuff so it's actually pretty good for, for that uh the trading exactly. aspect and the charting aspect is is not flash um now um do you want to walk us through your worst ever trade oh my worst ever trade let me see let me see let me see what was that Okay, I remember, I remember, I remember. Okay, now, my worst ever trade was actually a trade on uh, GBP, JPY. And um, those that actually did that, I mean, I mean, like, I lose a lot of money on that trade. Actually, that was a trade that blew my very first account. <laughs> that was a trade that blew my very first account. And the problem was I over leveraged and I was overconfident in the setup. So, which means I went all out and uh, I, I went to the level of I maximized my margin, right? So, it was crazy. And I was just, I just kept on hoping and hoping it's going to go back in the direction and get, uh, I mean, like, get to see the blues because everywhere was bloody with red, red, red. And I'm like, what's happening? And as, as stupid and, and at the same time funny as it can be, um, when I still had some margin left, I will add more positions because I was just so overconfident and that's how I just boom. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's always the one that you want to, that you're like overconfident on that, that completely goes yeah. against you and does never looks back. Now, um, I mean, <laughs> if you could leave our listeners with one piece of advice, what would it be? All right. So if I'm to leave, um, any listener out there, um, listening to this podcast, what I'll advise you as a trader is, you need to understand that just like any other um, professional field out there, it takes time to master and it takes a lot of discipline. All right. So you shouldn't come in trading thinking trading is any different. You have to treat trading like a business and you have to treat it like um, something you really take time to mature and, and master it. Right. Just like in medicine, like a doctor is going to spend like how many years, five years, seven years in my country to become fully accredited as a, as a medical doctor, right? So that's the way you have to approach trading. You have to be patient. Don't rush the process. Only be persistent and only uh, 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 be dedicated. Give your time to study. Don't rush it. Don't try. Don't, don't, don't want to be, uh, you shouldn't be that guy who wants to be the next uh, best trader out there in, in the next two weeks or in the next two months. Work according to your pace and be in competition only with yourself. Your goal, your principal goal as a trader is for you to become better than you were yesterday, not for you to become better than one guru on Instagram or on Telegram. All right. So that's what I'm going to leave each and everybody out there. Just work at your own pace. Don't try to uh, 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 follow somebody else's uh, uh, speed of trading or his ways of doing things. Follow your pace 
And your only challenge should be you working as hard as you can to become better than you were the day before today. Awesome. Love it. Now, um, before we wrap up, what's the best way for the guys to get hold of you? Come again. What's the best way for people to contact you other than the Telegram chat on Trading Nut, obviously? Okay. Okay. So um, you can actually contact me on, um, like you just said, Telegram. That's where most people actually can easily reach me. And uh, you can equally write me an email. And uh, I'm not much of the social media type, so my IG is not really much active. So, But you can still write me on IG. You can still write me on IG. And uh, equally on WhatsApp. I'll probably uh, drop my contact details with you later on. Okay, cool. So, guys, head over to tradingnut.com, uh, find Josh in the episodes, and we'll have all those links there, and you'll be able to find them that way. Now, look, a big thank you to Josh for sharing with us today. Everything we've discussed here, along with the links that I've just mentioned, are going to be in those show notes over there on tradingnut.com. To find them, simply search for Josh in the search box. And until next time, I wish you all my listeners trading happiness and success. All right, guys, so there you have it, interview done and dusted. Now, if you do want to check out the video we shot after this, then head over to the Trading Night YouTube channel if you're not there already, and you'll be able to find out how Josh breaks things down on a price chart. Really fascinating video. Got to go and check that out. Also, do remember that we have still taking members on for the Robot Builders Club. We have still taking, we are still taking members on for the Robot Builders Club. Uh, if you do want to see what it's all about, then check out the video I'm about to release where I walk you through my Fibo, Fibonacci retracement bot that I've built for my robot lab, which you get as part of being a Robot Builder Club member. Now, if you want to know what this building of robots is all about, it's for the MetaTrader 4, MetaTrader 5 platforms, and I take you from A to Z. Uh, so you do not need to do any coding. I show you how to do that using this tool called FXtreme. In fact, there's a free training that shows you exactly how I do it over there on tradingnut.com. Go and check that out. It's under the Trading Nut uh, Robots link at the top. You can take the free training. If you want to come on board, message me while we're still taking on new members, and we'll see if we can get you a spot. All right, guys, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the next one.